BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Dr. Gina, and this is Primetime. Rasmussen reports daily presidential tracking poll now has the data on the first of Biden's presidency. Biden checks in to the Oval Office with a 48% approval rating on his first day. And compared that to Donald Trump's approval rating on the final day of his presidency, which is three points higher at 51%. So there you go. For all of the liberals whining and complaining, there you have the proof in the pudding. And even worse for Biden, on Trump's first day, uh, four years ago, he began with 56% approval rating. And if you just did that math, that's eight points higher than Biden on his first day. Really puzzling considering Biden received the most votes, supposedly, of any president in history. We'll just let that lie. Wouldn't you think he would also be as popular at least on his first day if he you know if all this were yeah just asking for a friend you know we don't want to go there or anything looking back to barack obama's first day in office he walked into the white house with a whopping 67 percent approval rating back in 2009 but maybe biden's approval rating will tick up a few points because uh he might find his pen on his desk or something i don't know it looks like biden has uh, cured covid just by taking the oath of office you don't believe me well, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer just returned from her trip to the inauguration and announced that her executive order closing down inside dining and restaurants in that state is now being lifted. It's amazing. Her new order goes into effect February 1st. What a benevolent governor she is. And what an amazing, I guess, president we now have who can erase COVID altogether. And the left is at it again with their cancellations. The New York Post headline reads like this. MyPillow reportedly dropped by big retailers over Mike Lindell's Trump visit. And we will have him on the show a little later to respond to this and tell you what you can do to counter their cancel culture. But first, let's head around the country to our hosts and correspondents who have their eyes on all that's happening on the ground. We will start at Real America's Voice RAV Studios in Washington, D.C. to the host of Just the News AM, Carrie Sheffield. Carrie, you go right ahead. Hey there, Dr. Gina. I want to give you the latest on the Biden cabinet. So it looks like Joe Biden to date has picked people who are much more to the center than your average AOC or Bernie Sanders supporter. And this is positioning the Biden administration to have clashes with its far left wing. So, for example, his secretary of state pick, believe it or not, his name is Tony Blinken. And what he said was Trump was right in taking a tougher approach to China. Blinken also said that he supports what Mike Pompeo did in designating what China is doing to the Uyghurs as genocide. 
Blinken also said he would not rush to push forward the Iranian nuclear deal, the one that was passed under the Obama administration. You also have other members from his, the Commerce Department, for example. The Commerce Secretary won an award from a conservative group, actually, the Manhattan Institute for Policy Research. Uh, you have a number of other people who are perceived as more moderate and more down the middle. So keep an eye out. Uh, there was another advisor to Joe Biden who received more than $100,000 from the energy industry. And that got a lot of reaction from the left. They said he, that, that this was a cave-in to the energy industry. So keep an eye on for, out for this one to watch this tension. Perhaps what happened out in Portland where you saw Antifa rioters trying to destroy the Democratic Party headquarters could be harbinger for things to come. They were upset that Joe Biden won because they say that he's not far left enough. Obviously, we're going to keep track of this. Back to you, Dr. Gina. Mm, thanks, Carrie. Now out to our Denver headquarters to Jessica Rivera. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Gina, as we know, Twitter censored President Trump along with many conservative accounts across their platform, and they continue to do so. But what you may not know is Twitter refused to censor or take down child pornography. Let me explain. According to child trafficking victims, they found out that porn material of themselves was being shared on Twitter. So naturally, they contacted Twitter to have the material taken down. The first contact to Twitter was made December 2019, but Twitter did not respond. The second contact to Twitter was made January 2020. This time, Twitter did respond saying, quote, thanks for reaching out. We've reviewed the content and it didn't find any violation of our policies, so no action will be taken at this time. If you believe there's a potential copyright infringement, please start a new report. If the content is hosted on a third-party website, you'll need to contact that website's support team to report it. Your safety is the most important thing, and if you believe you're in danger, we encourage you to contact your local authorities." End quote. Well, the victims responded with, what do you mean you don't see a problem? We both are minors right now, and we were minors at the time these videos were taken. We both were 13 years of age. We were baited, harassed, and threatened to take these videos that are now being posted without our permission, and we did not authorize these videos at all, and they need to be taken down. The victims also referenced the police case they had opened at the time, not to mention Twitter's policy clearly states they have a zero tolerance policy for any material that features or promotes child sexual exploitation and that they aggressively fight online child sexual abuse and have heavily invested in technology and tools to enforce their policy. But Dr. Gina, Twitter still refused to remove the child pornography videos and images until the Department of Homeland Security finally got involved and after one of the victims became very suicidal, unfortunately, of course, uh, Thankfully, nothing ended up happening to that victim. But recently, I came on the show and I talked about how Twitter made it very clear that they had decided that President Trump and conservatives are much more dangerous than child pornographers and abusers. And this only solidifies the fact that Twitter does have the power to take down whatever they want and very quickly. We saw that with President Trump's Twitter account. But they see nothing wrong with illegal child pornography and abuse being shared across their global platform. So it's on their end, and it's something that they just don't see as necessary to do or important enough, Dr. Gina. Wow. I mean, as a mother, well, heck, as a human, <laughs> this is just tremendously, tremendously upsetting, Jessica. And it really points to trouble that I have a feeling Twitter is going to be answering to for years to come. Thank you so much for uncovering this for us. You're welcome.
Coming up, Biden's border policies making a lot of people happy south of the border, but not so many Americans like them. Stick around. We have Angel Mom, Marianne Mendoza, up next to talk about it. More Dr. Gina primetime coming up. Stick around. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. It's great to have you with us tonight. Now, Joe Biden rushed to the Oval Office after he was sworn in this week and showed us exactly what his priorities were. And one that was at the top of his list was to stop the construction of the border wall and to halt deportations of illegal immigrants, even those who have been to court and been ordered to be deported. Now, there are a lot of people baffled by his misplaced priorities, and some are not happy at all. One of those is my next guest. She is an angel mom whose son was killed by an illegal immigrant, Marianne Mendoza, the mother of the late Sergeant Brandon Mendoza, and also my co-board member on Women for Trump. Marianne, um, I, I just can't even imagine the insult to injury to you uh, when you see this man walk in and sign this executive order not just during an administration as a slap to the former president who took special care of um, angel moms like you, but on day one, tell us. Well, and isn't it ironic that he walked from a completely fenced in area, keeping him and his cohorts safe um, from the threat of the American people who really know that this election was stolen um, and, and does something for the national security of every American in this country. I know firsthand from being down at the border what type of people come over our border. They're not vetted. We've got ports of entry, absolutely, that a lot of our Border Patrol and ICE agents stop them. But there is so many miles of open border that they sneak over and um, they're never apprehended. And so those unvetted people come into our country, stopping the, the construction of the wall is going to be the most detrimental thing to our country. It's not only immigrants, it's threats from terrorists from the Middle East. There's people from all over the world in Central America waiting to come up here to our country. Yeah, that's right. And I remember living on the border, Marianne, you and I've talked about this many times at length, but I remember living there and most of my neighbors were legal immigrants who were very excited about a Trump presidency because it was it was our neighborhoods just south of the border that were the most ravaged. And it was the um, especially the more um, the, the needier neighborhoods of legal immigrants, the newly immigrated um, and the most you know, 
know, most struggling neighborhoods that suffered the most with uh, the crime that came across the border um, and terrorized those neighborhoods, the cartels and things like that. And we knew that just across the border, um, existed uh, training camps, for example, of Middle Eastern terror camps. Um, we knew that there were numerous drug cartels, uh, that there were human trafficking uh, tunnels. We knew, I mean, we, we knew all of this, not because it was rumored or because we read about it or heard about it, but because my friends that lived there had lived there and seen it. And so this was very real to them. Um, and it's amazing to me, Marianne, that this same man, Joe Biden, who is prioritizing bringing in illegal immigrants, opening up our borders, in the same stroke of a pen, was prioritizing masking American citizens because he's so worried about COVID. But apparently, I guess people south of the border don't get COVID because he wants to open the wall and let them all in. None of this makes sense to me in any way that I can think of. Is there one good thing about well, this and, you can think of? No, and a, and a couple of his messages were, help us on the way um, and let's build back America better. Help us on the way when you're opening the borders and going to let how many people um, illegally in our country get amnesty at a time when our economy is hurting, Americans need jobs. Now you're gonna open the borders. Is this the help that he's bringing? Is this building back America better? And what I want your listeners to understand, Dina, is when these people come to our country and a lot of these small businesses that are gonna be getting back on their feet and a lot, a lot of these large corporations are gonna be employing these illegals because it's lower wages and that money that they make gets sent back to their home countries and it does not stay in our economy. And so our country is gonna be in a world of hurt with the things that he is um, pushing to accomplish. And my son's story is just gonna become repeated. It's going to become more um, mainstream and, and people are going to be hearing about innocent Americans being killed by illegal criminals because the judicial system does not punish them the way that they punish American citizens for committing the same crimes. We've got over 900,000 convicted felon illegal criminals roaming our streets waiting to be deported and those are the people Joe Biden is fighting for. Yeah, and and I and I do want to give you an opportunity, you know, to tell what you want to tell us about your son's story. Many of us know it. I, I've heard it so many times because, um, you know, thank goodness our president has given you a, an opportunity to tell it, and uh, a lot of uh, independent news sources have as well. Um, but I want to give you a chance for those who might not know to tell us what you want to tell us about your son. Brandon was a police officer in Mesa, Arizona. And on May 12, 2014, he was going home from work and a repeat illegal criminal had gone over 35 miles the wrong way on our freeways and crashed head on into my son going over 100 miles an hour. He was high on meth, over three times the legal limit drunk. A judge in um, Colorado for crimes he had committed years before that had just given him a slap on the wrist and let him go. And yet, you know, eventually moved to Arizona and ultimately ended up killing my son and this is a common story of illegal criminals in our country that are just given a slap on the wrist by judges. And then you've got elected officials who bring a personal agenda to bring sanctuary policies into place. And listen, folks, nobody, 
No American voter votes on sanctuary policies. It's a mayor, it's a city council, it's a sheriff. Um, they decide to come in and bring their personal agendas. American citizens don't have a say in these sanctuary policies that, that protect illegal criminals in our country. And the biggest thing, you know, the biggest um, moment is Kate Steinle and how California protected protected that killer. And, you know, I'm just, my heart is already hurting, Gina, knowing how many more innocent American victims there's going to be to illegal crime and how many more families are going to be dealing with this grief that never ends because my son was an incredible part of our community and he is still missed. And I still have people coming up to me, talking to me about him. And this is the truth about many, many Angel families. They were good people who were making a difference in their communities. And it's sad that our politicians don't care. And, and you know, Nancy's talking about, you know, that, 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 the, um, that she wants to charge Trump with accessory of murder for the murder of the Capitol Police officer because he incited this insurrection. I just want to remind Nancy Pelosi, she is an accessory to murder in every one of these innocent Americans by illegal criminals, as is every elected official who has protected them or put sanctuary policies into place. You are accessory to murder in tens of thousands of cases around this country. Man, looking How dare back, I know you about them. Looking back, I know that you spent the last four years and longer, really, trying to make sure that angel moms, uh, you know, that no more angel moms were, were made, uh, that no one joined your ranks. And so uh, how much real progress did you see as President Trump sought to secure our borders? Oh, 100%. He was making a difference, um, not only in bringing awareness to angel families, but making sure that he, you know, he listened to us. He remembered us. He remembered our children whenever we met with him. And he brought me in several times at round tables to talk with law enforcement and to talk about sanctuary policies with officials who had put them in place. And the American Sheriff's Association, they are so supportive of us. And of course, Trump supported American Sheriffs 100%. And the amount of support we felt from him um, was overwhelming in a sense and now we just really feel like we're going to be against a block wall we won't have a say in anything that's going on um this president won't meet with us um a lot of the republican politicians have turned their backs on us because they're afraid of being sanctioned or punished or reprimanded and you know unfortunately americans voices are being silenced in one in more ways than one and this is one of the biggest voices that needs to be heard especially with the changes he's making at our borders and I couldn't agree with you more. And um, they're giving me the rap signal. But I have to always ask this question because I want to make a very clear point about who is censoring whom. Um, Marianne, I just want to ask you, how many of the Alphabet Soup media, the legacy media, have had you on or any of your other angel mom uh, friends out there? How many of them have had a voice in the, in the legacy media? Um. There's been a handful of us, but it's mainly been on Fox News. Um, CNN had a few of us on, but it was basically, you know, to have a counter argument by a DACA participant or something and just try and make us look foolish. Um, and I will say, you know, I'm going to bring this up. There was an article that came out at the RNC that I was an anti-Semitic angel mom. It's the furthest thing from the truth. And anybody who knows me knows that is not in my heart. But it was a way for the um, left liberal um, to stop me in my tracks. And I have been a part of the cancel culture. 
I 100% stand up with every one of my fellow Americans who, who are of good character. And unfortunately, some of the bad characters in our country happen to be Jewish. I'm not attacking their faith, I'm attacking their character. And I want the world to know this about me. Um, and thank you for letting me be able to say that, Gina. Marianne Mendoza, you are welcome and thank you for all of all you are doing to fight to keep our country safe and uh, let's have you on again soon. Thank you, Gina. I appreciate it. Take care. Absolutely. You too. Coming up, we're going to tell you about another Biden executive order that will affect your children in school. You won't want to miss it because it's important and it will change things. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stick around. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to the Dr. Gina Prime Time. I don't know where I got the the. It used to be the Dr. Gina show, so that's probably where I got the the. Uh, still relatively new, but just on such a roll with all of you. And appreciate all of you, especially all of you that have joined us since the election. And uh, so many of you have reached out and said thank you that uh, we've kept you uh, in a little more optimistic mood than perhaps you would have been without the show. And that means everything to me. That's exactly my goal, by the way, uh, trying to find the positive in all of this. And there is a lot of the positive. As I said last night, if you didn't get to see my doctor's orders, I think we've posted it. Uh, you should watch it because we had a lot of reaction from that. And I really do believe that if we believe that God was on his throne when he put Donald Trump in office, then we have to believe that same God is still on his throne today. And he has a plan and a purpose for you right now. And so get excited because we're just going to have to find out together what that is. Another one of the Biden administration's executive orders on the first day was to overturn the Trump executive order promoting patriotic education to our children in public schools. We wouldn't want them to learn that now, would we? The headline at Just the News says this. Biden disbands Trump's 1776 project, a committee that promoted patriotic education. Oh, pearl clutching. Here to discuss Robbie and Landon Starbuck, great to see you both. All right, guys, this was a top priority. Biden rushed to the Oval Office to sign this order to stop the 1776 Commission from, you know, countering the New York Times 1619, you know, regressive project. What in the world, Robbie, is the left so afraid of about patriotism? Well, this, this should be no surprise to anybody that they did this first, because patriotism to them is just an immediate signifier that you're right wing and right wing now means you're a domestic terrorist in their eyes. So um, they see it fundamentally as the path of domestic 
domestic terrorism. And as long as they see it as that, they're going to do everything they can to destroy it. So the very idea of patriotism to them literally is a marker of terrorism. So I'm not shocked to see them do this at all, but I will say that we need patriotic education in America. It's something that, that we've worked on together, my wife and I, to try to change the education system in America because it is one of the fundamental tools that the left is using to change language, change culture, and change the fabric of our country. Landon, let me ask you though. I mean, this, I like to I like to think of things in, in terms of logic, you know, in terms of math, because math actually is exact. The science that the left uses is actually not exact, and all you have to do is look at the mask science they're so-called using and changing their minds on about every other day uh, to figure out that whatever they call science is definitely not exact. So if you take if you have three teams, let's just take it down to a real microcosm, right? You have three teams. You have team A, team B, team C. Let's say you're on team A, right? Right. And if you're patriotic about team A to the exclusion of teams B and C, you might like teams B and C. You might not like them. It doesn't really matter. You're on team A and you're patriotic about team A or you're not patriotic about team A. You only have, there's only two ways about it, right? You are or you aren't patriotic about team A. Um, if you're not, it puts you automatically by default, by, in terms of logic, again, we're talking about this is math, um, patriotic for team B or team C. You are automatically not patriotic then for team A. So, so my point is, it is anti-American, it's anti-you to not be patriotic about your own team. I honestly don't understand the logic they don't use. Yeah, I don't think there's anything logical uh, about it. And I think that is ingrained and baked into our education system. And Luckily, we're all starting to open our eyes to what's been going on so long. And really, our kids are not being taught to be critical thinkers. Now they're, that's a sign of white supremacy. Um, and so we have this critical race wow. theory, gender ideology, all of this extreme baked in leftism um, into our education system, which really is about one team, and that's the authoritarian left. And that's not an exaggeration and either. That's literally in some of the, the plans that some of these far-left radical groups have put out, that that, that is white supremacy. But, but you know, and, and I'll direct this to whoever wants to answer it, Biden says he's a centrist. I mean, it, it's one of the, the great gaslightings of our time, is him pretending to be a centrist. On day one, he had more executive orders than Bush, Obama, and Trump combined, okay? So this is the, a centrist doesn't do that. They don't rule by executive fiat, and that's what he's doing. And in some of those first executive orders, you know, he's changing the fabric of our country. You know, you just look at, um, you know, with with kids sports, you know, you've got them going in there and saying that somebody who was born biologically male can then compete against a biological girl. We used to live in California, and we saw the effect of that. Our daughter played on a team where she played against a biological male, and she was actually hurt really badly when they attacked. Um, because they were upset that she scored so many goals in the game and the team was kind of carrying off with the game. It was getting out of, out of hand, and they attacked her in the game. So we've seen where this ideology goes in California, and we don't want to see it go to the rest of the United States, but that's, that's where they're going with it, and they'll do it with his pen. You know, so that's not a centrist. So it's really, it's just another example of how the left gaslights to the country, and the media helps them right along with that gaslighting, and they pretend he's a centrist, 
But in actual policy, we're seeing the furthest left policy decisions and the furthest left agenda that we've seen in, in our lifetimes. Yeah, and you know, Landon, as a woman, I, I, I kind of enjoy, honestly, some of the hypocrisy. I'm not going to lie. You've got the first woman vice president who can't identify that she's the first woman vice president because she'd have to identify as a woman, and <laughs> you can't say woman, right? And so you've got some of this hypocrisy going on, but you know, there really is a sort of an interesting uh, virtue signaling conflict here because I don't know if the feminists are going to sit down for this once all of the transgender the men who are now women start winning all the sports, right? Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting. The left likes to parrot these very euphemistic sayings um, that they find aspirational or inspirational. And I find it just to be really uh, superficial, like things like, oh, well, our young girls need to see somebody like them to believe in them. Why not tell our girls that they can, you know, be anything they want because it's about your character and it's about what you want to achieve, not based on your identity, not based on your skin color. Um, you know, these immutable characteristics are superficial messaging. And as a woman, it disgusts me because I want our kids to do something based on character, not being the first, um, you know, to, you know, come across some barrier or glass ceiling that's a matter of identity politics. Um, you know, they, they're wonderful as they are, and I think that we need to train up our children to be uh, people of character, not of uh, shattering identity politic uh, feelings that are based in no reality. Yeah, there was a time where somebody said uh, to Landon, isn't it great? And I can't remember, what, it was one of those, you know, glass ceilings. They said, isn't it great our daughters can now know that they can be this? And she had the best response, and she said, it never occurred to my daughters that they couldn't be. Never occurred to them huh. that it couldn't be because we've never given them limits. You know, that's that's something that's entirely within your own your own head. Well, it's interesting too. Even Target, you know, sells the woke branding with the shirts. You know, you know, future astrophysicist, future president. Um, you know, future mother is to them. You know, beneath all of those other things. And you know, I really would love to see a conservative culture come back that celebrates motherhood um, as the empowering, incredible job that it is in our society. Um, so things like that, you know, the demeaningness of just being a woman, a mother, all of that not being enough. The fact that we have to uh, chip away at identity politics to be, be someone is really, I think, toxic. Yeah. And you have to share it now with people like me if I decide to say, you know what, today I'm a woman. You all have to, <laughs> you all have to accept that, you know, and that just... That on its face should just make everybody see how ridiculous this is. You know, I'm 6'3". <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, I, I should... It just doesn't make sense, okay? It just doesn't make sense. It's a little, it's yeah. just, you know. Yeah, and the virtue signaling has gone so far that now a child can be punished in school. This actually happened to one of my children. If they don't go along with calling you a woman, Robbie, if that's what you want to be called today because that's the mood you're in and you need to come in the bathroom with, with my daughter today. You know, just the whole thing is, is, is just, it's, 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 honestly, it's mind-blowing. And then they wonder why people aren't sending their kids to school anymore. But, you know, the virtue signaling gets all mixed around when you have things like, you know, I just had Mary Ann Mendoza angel mom on this show and we were talking about how you know Biden wants to open up the borders but Biden wants to mask us all up because COVID is such a big thing and then uh, Biden wants to talk about you know how important it is to replace Churchill's bust in uh, behind the resolute desk with um, uh, Cesar Chavez but Cesar Chavez was not for open borders so there's all of this virtue signaling to where you kind of wonder if there's any actual 
forethought behind anything happening there. Do you think there are any principles at all? And I'm sorry, we don't have long left, uh, but I'll leave the last question to you, Robbie. There's no principles, and I'll put it this way for people. Their idea of, of all of this is that, you know, they all went crazy when there were Antifa riots in the Pacific Northwest, and we responded with federal troops that did uh, tear gas. Their idea of making that right is to do the tear gas, but make sure rainbows come out of it, because that would be more equitable. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the way that their minds work. There's, the, at the fundamental core here, it's hard to explain who they are, because they're a mix of a technocracy, communism, socialism, corporatism, and old school uh, crony Democrats. And what that is in reality is it's a mimic of the CCP because that's what we're faced with now. The party that is the ruling party now is a copy of the CCP in American form. And we need yeah. to form largest, strongest opposition that we ever have. Well, and I have another theory about their motivation, at least the people that actually did vote for them, which I don't think were very many, but I have a theory about it. I'm gonna talk about it at the end of the show. Robbie and Landon Starbuck, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Coming up, the left is trying to cancel the My Pillow guy. Who's nicer than the My Pillow guy? He joins us next. More Dr. Gina coming up. Stick around. These are our lives now. Nice technique with that knife. Come be a part of it online. GoDaddy is making it possible for everyone to create a website for free. Learn more at GoDaddy.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Dr. Gina Prime Time. Hey, the left is at it again with their cancellations. The New York Post headline reads like this My pillow reportedly dropped by big retailers over Mike Lindell's Trump visit. This is similar to what happened very few years ago when I was living in St. Louis, Missouri, the first days of the Obama administration. The CEO of Whole Foods at that time wrote an op ed in the New York Times that said Obamacare was a bad idea. God forbid, the left boycotted Whole Foods. So I organized something that I decided to call a boycott. Thousands of people went and spent money at Whole Foods in St. Louis and then all around the country. I went and put on these boycotts and that's how I got my start in media. Didn't know if you knew that. Well, I was asked to go on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and then started doing some Fox News and the rest is history. And a boycott of my pillow is exactly what we're launching right here, right now, today. And the CEO of MyPillow, my good friend Mike Lindell, is with us right now. Mike, good to see you. Cancel culture coming at you. I have a feeling you know you have enough friends in this world. People love your heartfelt story. I have a feeling this will turn out on the upside for you. You've got 
2,500 employees, you offer uh, so much love. I mean, people can barely look at you, and you're doing another charitable act. You have had a heart of gold. This country knows that. Mike, there's no way they're going to succeed at this. No, and they, you know, I've been attacked before. I was attacked when I talked from the Rose Garden last spring and spoke out about reading our Bibles. And I was attacked this summer when the guy brought me that myoleander.com when I was attacked on uh, by Anderson Cooper, and then all the bots and trolls came out. And right now I'm being attacked because I they found that uh, that new uh, machine fraud that was in, and uh, Dominion drops this and threatens me with the lawsuit. So uh, is that such a bad thing that I have the evidence and I want to get it out there? But no, all these box stores from Bed Bath & Beyond, Kohl's, H-E-B, they all just uh, you know canceled their POs and said they're dropping me. But you know what? We've survived this before. My employees are all are all you know they're on they're on board. They're not afraid. They know that we'll probably get busier because everybody supported us the other times. And um, you know we just keep well, going you know, up. And, and, and here's the thing, we, Mike. We and here's the thing. I don't agree with everything John Mackey does at Whole Foods or did at Whole Foods. You know, by and large, right. John Mackey was to the left of my politics. I thought he had a right to have an opinion as a business owner. Right. And I right. think you have a right and to have a First Amendment right. Whether or not I agree with you, Mike, I don't think it's right for people to drop you because you have a political opinion. That's my problem. Well, it's cancel culture. You know, when they threaten yes. some of these box stores, I caught, I talked to them and I said, you know what? These aren't real people that are buying your product. These are bots and trolls. These attack groups like Sleeping Giant on Twitter and the Daily Mail's even attacking me. They did a hit a hit article on me. I mean, these these are hired people out there that go right down your social media. They attack these stores and then they cower out of, oh, man, we're going to get boycotted because because uh, of what Mike Lindell's opinion. I've been, I backed uh, Donald Trump, our great president, for ever since I met him in 16. And nothing's changed. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you're going to, you're going to, uh, you know, stop selling my pillow products. Uh, you know what? I don't think it's going to work because everybody so far in this last week has really gotten behind us and, and they're buying direct from us now or they're buying in those other stores that stuck with me. So, and I want to thank you for having me on, Gina. I mean, this is, uh, this is great that people, my employees, thank each and every you know outlet that lets us, uh, you know, get the word get out that we're getting uh, attacked. Well, we are a free speech network, and we will always be a always speech network. Mike, we want to thank you for being on with us. And uh, there will be an event. Uh, folks can look for it on my social media. There will be an event at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning uh, here in Florida, and I will post that a little later on because um, I don't have the details right in front of me. But see, this is how you can tell that we we're actually doing a real show right here. Um, but, but, you know, this is the thing. I think it has to be about the free speech. And I think if those stores were selling his products yesterday, Yesterday, and that was good enough for the customers to decide whether they wanted to continue to buy his products or not, then I don't understand why that's not good enough today. I don't understand this cancel culture of companies coming along and attacking people because they dared to have a political opinion. I don't want it to be a day where people are afraid to have an opinion, afraid to speak out, afraid to say what they think, afraid to share an idea, afraid to run for office, afraid to support a candidate, afraid to take a chance on something simply because or afraid to open a business uh, just because uh, you know they might get canceled like this I think that's really a dangerous place to be in our history and uh, and as I fought for John Mackey who does not see eye to eye with me politically I will fight for Mike Lindell's 
uh, freedom to say what he's going to say as well. And uh, I think part of this is because we don't understand our history. I think one of the most important places we need to go right now, and I think you should start this if you haven't already. You know, you might have a little more time on your hands these days with all the crazy rules out there. Um, and one of the things I've told my children to do, read Eric Metaxas's books. If you want a fun way to learn history, they look long, but they're gripping, I'm telling you. Here with me now, probably, I mean, my, my producer wrote in my prompter, one of my favorite authors and historians, I don't know. I can't. I, it's, I love Bill Federer, too. But Eric Metaxas, he is just right up there, host of the Eric Metaxas show. Eric Metaxas, that was really redundant how you wrote that there, Jay. Eric, the cancel culture is scary. Something, you know, I think, though, we've seen before. You know, the more I watch this, the more I look back, and you hate to ever make comparisons to recent history, especially Nazi, you know, because you don't want to say that because the left loves to compare the right to I Nazis. Don't, I don't mind but saying it, Gina. Good, because I'm going to let you, because it's just the likeness right now is glaring to me. Go ahead. And it's because of your books. Well, <laughs> you know, first of all, thanks for, thanks for having me. Listen, uh, the reason I bring up the Nazis is because I wrote a 600-page book. I think there's a copy behind me someplace about the story of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. When you're yes. as familiar with it as I am, it's extremely chilling because you say, this can't be happening in America. It is happening in America. And by the way, it will happen anywhere people do not understand what freedom is and how to keep it. I wrote another book called If You Can Keep It, where I realized that when Benjamin Franklin said to that woman after the Constitutional Convention that we've given you a republic, madam, if you can yes. keep it, he, he wasn't being cheeky or cute. He was basically saying that if you, the people, we, the people, do not understand what it is to stand for freedom, to cherish our freedom, to celebrate our freedom, to teach our freedoms uh, to our kids and the stories and different sorts of things about freedom, it just goes away. And in Germany, they didn't have the traditions we have here. So when somebody like a Hitler comes up, they didn't know, uh, gosh, where does the church push back? We've never had to push back against our rulers. Our rulers have always been wonderful Christians. So we don't have a separation of church and state. In America, we do but we've taken it for granted. We've forgotten it. It's interesting when you had Mike Lindell on just a moment ago, he and I have become good friends. And the fact that these box stores, Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond are the two big ones, would dare, I wanna say this, would dare to say that his views are so out of line, that Mike Lindell's views are so out of line, by the way, my views are the same as his, that we're going to prohibit you from selling your products here Americans need to push back. We need, you called it a boycott. I'm telling people, yes, go to mypillow.com, use my code, Eric, which supports my radio show. Don't ever buy from a Kohl's. Don't ever buy from a Bed Bath & Beyond. Ever again, drive out of your way to avoid them until they say, oh, we were wrong about this. Because this is chilling, Gina. You've got to understand that if people don't speak up, now some people say, oh, I have no voice. You have money, you use it to buy things at these kinds of stores. For example, if you want your voice to count, when somebody does something this chilling, and I'm telling you, I've been on the receiving end of this, it's despicable, it's anti-American, it's not just un-American, it's anti-American, and it's part of a move to destroy America. Silencing voices is so wrong and so un-American, 
everybody has to speak up. So I'm just telling everybody, support the people you believe in. And when somebody hits them the way Kohl's and uh, Bed Bath & Beyond did and HEB stores, you have to, first of all, send them an email, but make sure you don't ever yeah. spend a penny there again. We've got to fight back. Otherwise, we're no different than the Germans. We're just going to drift in that direction. It's happening. And it's really chilling to me, I have to tell you. It is chilling, and I believe Wayfair was involved in that as well. Um, and, and I did make a point of calling the stores, and I po published the numbers on my Twitter feed and also on my Clout Hub, um, and, uh, and I'll continue doing that. And with that promo code, I believe, of Eric, it, um, I believe you get a special deal, and you also get free shipping, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, listen, so, yes, I, mean, that's I a tell great everybody, way. you're supporting my program, and by the way, we need it because Mike Lindell is our main sponsor, but also you're telling those stores, look, uh, I will not put up with this. If you treat somebody like this in the United States of America, you better know CEO of Bed Bath & Beyond, CEO of Wayfair, CEO of HEB, CEO of uh, Kohl's, you better know you're gonna pay a price. And Americans, if we don't stand up against this, we deserve it. But more importantly, I think that the positivity of, you know, if you have a gift to give, um, if you, you know, the, the, the buying, I think, um, you know, I, I tend to hate the negativity, but the buying, the positivity, no, no, you're, I, you're I really right. love. It, it happened with Goya. It's like you want to tell people, listen, yes. he's being attacked. Help him. I have been so attacked lately for what I've been saying on my radio program and on Twitter. I was I was bumped off of Twitter. So more people are buying my new book. It's fish out of water. It's coming out in a few days. More people are buying it because I've said to them, I'm being silenced, I'm being attacked. This is not okay. And it's not okay because it, it does affect my pocketbook. It's very serious. But I think there are so many Americans, like you're saying, that say, you know what? I'm gonna fight back by buying that person's product. And I do think yes. in the case of Mike Lindell and anybody that's being canceled, that is one thing you can do. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. thing. Thank God you can do it. Yeah, well, if you haven't been attacked or spoken ill of, then you're not a Trump supporter because that is that is definitely way, or even a conservative for that matter, a true conservative. Um, you know, Eric, when this struck me and when I wanted to have you on was a couple days ago when I was watching the militarized zone that has become our capital. And now we know that Joe Biden was putting our troops not only didn't even salute them when he was told by his assistant to salute them, uh, but he put them in the basement to sleep. Uh, I'm hearing rumors that I, I still haven't verified completely if this is true. If anyone knows, let me know that uh, Trump offered to put them uh, in his hotel. But I definitely know that many of our conservative uh, office holders offered to put them up and feed them and things like that. Thank God. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and then so we're militarized in D.C. It's dark and dreary. We've got socialism unabashed setting in. And then I saw the Trump parade that was happening here in Palm Beach, just blocks from where I sit right now, greeting this uh, president who's the, who's the beacon of freedom, uh, thousands and thousands of people lining the streets, sunshine. And I, and I remembered, you know, for just a moment, it struck me that Hitler militarized Germany by making them fearful of an insurgency that he was calling communism, all the while he was the socialist. Exactly. Oh, the parallel, is, it's a chilling go, thing. Yeah. Uh, Gina, I was just And that's say when that. I decided I wanted to have you on. Yes, yes. Well, the, the thing, the most chilling parallel, and I know this is where you're going with this. When I wrote my book about Bonhoeffer, um, which is now it's been out 10 years, hard to believe. 
I remember one of the big moments in Nazi Germany where the Nazis consolidated power was the Reichstag fire. Someone, they're not sure who, set fire to the Reichstag. That's like the parliament or like the capital. As okay. a result of that, Hitler and the Nazis said, let's take advantage of this. We're going to demonize okay. our enemies. We don't care who did this. We are going to say that the ones who did this are our political enemies. We can round them up. We can militarize. We're going to use what happened as an excuse. That is, of course, exactly what happened at the Capitol riot. None of us knows really exactly what happened, but you'll notice that it's not clear and it doesn't matter to the left. They are using it as a way to demonize Trump supporters. And by the way, if you're demonizing people in the United States of America, that's un-American. That's what tells me you're not on the right side. That's what tells me you're a liar and a cheat and a thief. If you behave that way, you telegraph to people that you're not walking in the light. And so when they use this Capitol riot to suddenly demonize 80 million Trump supporters, I said, you've got to be kidding. You're telling me that because I support this president, that makes me inclined to violence, that makes me a white nationalist. That, Gina, is so despicable. If we in America don't stand up against this very strongly, and again, I, I'm you know talking about this, I write about this, if we don't stand up against this very strongly and understand what it is, it is as wrong as anything in America could be. It is a kind of racism in the sense that when you demonize a group, it is the, the most thoughtless, wicked thing you can do. It is, it, it's against the Bible, it's against God's will, and it's against everything America's founded on. Yeah. That's what people yeah. have begun to do. Katie Couric talked about reprogramming. I thought to myself, these people are ignorant yeah. of our history and they're ignorant of history in general. Otherwise, yeah. they would never say anything like this because they're playing right yep. into the hand of, you know, uh, people who know right. about this. When you hear people talk about reprogramming people, you say, do you have any idea That's what it. you just said? That is evil. Evil. Eric Metaxas, I wish we had more time. Want to have you back soon. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And thank you to everyone here at your new home for real news here at RAV TV, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B is up next with Damon and the crew. Hug your children, love your God. You go boldly now and live the truth. Good night, everybody.